In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 178th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast here from Miami, side of Super Bowl 54. We'll be talking with Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, so we can give you everything you know about Need to know about the Atlanta Falcons later on today. Got my list of questions for him. Uh, PSLs, the $32 million in debt story that we reported in defaults, actually. My, my boss wants to know why was Dimitrov kept? Were they tied together? How did that actually go down? So we'll have to ask him that. See if he'll give us any insight to the draft preparations. Uh, and then uh, maybe he'll say, you know, they need four starters again. So that'll be something to ask him about. And then free agency's coming up. They've got to say goodbye to some players that uh, have been around for a while. Uh, the more and more I think about it, the way they're scouting cornerbacks, thinking Desmond Trufant might be up. Pretty sure Devontae Freeman is. And then the uh, free agent signings from last year could be up too. That would be uh, James Carpenter and then uh, Jamin Brown, which, you know, that'll be a bad, bad cap move there. But we're down here at the Super Bowl and we talked to uh, a lot of uh, folks here in the last couple of days. Got 32 files, got 18 of them transcribed. We'll be working on that later today. Uh, but one of the folks we talked to was Ben Garland who will be starting I said it right, starting at center for the San Francisco 49ers he wasn't resigned the Falcons didn't want him now he's going to be starting in the Super Bowl actually this will be his third Super Bowl he played for Denver in Super Bowl 48 and then uh, for the Falcons in Super Bowl 51 and he'll be starting at center for the San Francisco 49ers, Wes Richburg was hurt early, late in the season, and Ben Garland took over. So we're going to hear from Ben. We're going to hear from uh, Brett Veach, the uh, general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to play, play a, video, uh, a video audio file, too, of uh, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger from LSU. He's grown up. He's thanking the media. He's enjoying the spotlight. Uh, and, and I think he's in a really good place. I think you'll uh, uh, agree when you hear from him today. But let's go right here to Ben Garland, starting center of San Francisco 49ers. Wasn't good enough to play for the Falcons. Maybe they had their center in waiting and didn't know it. Uh, Mike Pearson is also going to start. Another former Falcon starting uh, center. 
Ben Garland was one of the backup guards for two years. Didn't do a good job. Uh, not enough to impress the Falcons. They didn't resign him. Kyle Shanahan did, and he's getting ready to start in the Super Bowl. Here's Ben. We asked him about uh, his disappointment in not being resigned by the Falcons here at the Super Bowl. You know, people are still following you. How about your success this year and jumping in there when they needed you to take over at the center spot? I, I got an incredible opportunity to play center, and I uh, wish we would have come under better circumstances. You know, we let Wes is such a good guy, but you know, I'm glad I got this opportunity. I'm going to do my best at it. And uh, how's it, how's it feel to be, you know, the Falcons uh, didn't resign you last year. You landed in San Francisco and uh, got a chance to get another ring. You, you just feel blessed. I mean, uh, you always feel like, like there's a bigger plan for you, and obviously I, mean, I get to be here, and what a cool opportunity to go from uh, that. I mean, that was always a disappointment, seeing them not want to sign me in order to come to this organization and be a part of it. It's a real blessing to be here. They, they gave you a chance, though. They let you play on the D-line and then the O-line. Now it looks like it's, you know, working out for you. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love this opportunity. I'm really glad I got to play for Coach Shannon again. All right, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate Good luck. Thanks. How you doing? All right, that's Ben Garland. Uh, you know, I know I, I wasn't very kind to him when he was here for, you know, with grades uh, he was receiving. But uh, good luck to him on Sunday in Super Bowl 54. Here is Kansas City General Manager Brett Veach. He gets, he's getting a lot of credit. Of course, John Dorsey, his old boss, laid the groundwork for him. I don't believe any of Scott Pioli's guys are around, but certainly, uh, uh, you know, they, they helped to lay the groundwork to get it turned around. Big thing, drafting uh, Patrick Mahomes, 10th overall in 2017. And then uh, last year they went out and rebuilt that defense. Here's in uh, uh, also got a little weapon out of Georgia, play some wide receiver to go with the other little weapon out of Georgia, Tyreek Hill, uh, McCole Hartman. He talks about him here in this interview. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. About how um, you all rebuilt the defense over the offseason and uh, what some of those key moves were for you all. Uh, yeah. Uh, Frank yeah. and some yeah. of the other guys. So certainly last year the season they didn't like we wanted to, and, and we knew we had a uh, – high-potent uh, attack on offense, and you know, we had to get better on defense, and, and I think when um, Coach Spags came in going to a 4-3, we had to get the right personnel, but I think on top of that, I think we just had to get the guys with the, you know, the kind of the right mindset, so um, you know, I, I had said this after the AFC Championship game, you know, we, had a, we had a pretty detailed plan, and we identified guys that we wanted, and we really didn't you know, pull names out of a hat or kind of throw darts at the board, we really wanted to get... Um, the Honey Badger here. We thought that um, his leadership and presence on the back end would be something that would be infectious from uh, from top to bottom. And then also transition to a 4-3. I think, you know, early on when we started to look at unrestricted free agents, you know, we knew Frank Clark was up. But we thought there was a good chance he would get tagged. Um, but one of the things that we thought was we're going to, you know, allocate, you know, some, some resources to make this happen. So when we, you know, we did the trade with San Francisco, it was, um, we had flipping that pick for Frank Clark, you know, thought out well in advance, and that was kind of our, our, our plan for that. But I think it starts with just really getting guys with kind of the right attitude and the right temperament. We watched the way the Badger plays, and we watched the way Frank Clark plays. Those are guys that bring in every play, and I think those guys have done 
transforming this defense. And then so we have some great players like Chris Williams and Anthony Hitchens. And, um, and then the young guys that we brought in, I think, added to that. So. And McCall Hartman, what did the rookie from Georgia bring to the offense and your special teams units? Yeah, in speed, right? right. I mean, that's, uh, that's first and foremost. But um, one thing about McCall is uh, it, it's really unique because, you know, depending on you know who you draft and where you draft them and where they're from, um, you never really know. I mean, you know you're getting a skill set, but you don't know how quickly that um, will transfer into the you know, to the pros. But from day one, McCole has stepped on the field with a lot of confidence. I mean, he knows he belongs, and you know you always wonder how, okay, he's coming in here. He's a fast guy, talented guy from Georgia, but you're going to be with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. And from the very first day of uh, the, the OTAs and training camp, I mean, uh, he was you know talking trash with those guys and wanting to mix okay. it up. But he, he's a guy that, that doesn't lack for confidence, and I think it shows in his play. That was Brett Veach, Kansas City's general manager, discussing their offseason moves on defense and then uh, adding McCole Hartman in the draft. I know the Falcons wanted him. Probably didn't want him that high in the second round because uh, they had to get their linemen together. Uh, but, you know, they didn't take him that high. So they went they went ahead and, and, and took him. He wasn't there in the third round. Uh, so um, he's in Kansas City and now getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. Tyron Matthews, the Honey Badger. Let's get to him here. Uh, he was uh, genuinely, genuinely happy about being here at the Super Bowl and talking with the media. Uh, you know, and uh, he's, uh, you know, let's just hear what he had to say here. We're um, loading it up here. We're going to the desktop for him. Here he goes. Not just 
All right, that's Honey Badger. He's all grown up now. Y'all remember back in LSU when he could barely stay uh, on the field, was getting suspended left and right. Uh, the Petersons came into his life. Patrick and Patrick's dad helped him uh, move along. Hey, I'm going to uh, direct you to AJC.com. I got a lot of videos up from yesterday. Uh, Tony Gonzalez uh, discussing the tight ends. I got Michael Vick talking about the quarterbacks. I don't have that up yet. We'll get it up later today. Uh, Tyreek Hill got a great interview with him. I'm going to do that in print. Talked about his uh Upbringing in South Georgia, uh, how you know he you know had some issues coming out of high school, and uh, you know was uh, you know was able to fix some of them. He's still working on things, and of course there's some Kyle Shanahan on there talking about Super Bowl Fifty One and what he learned. He only play regrets is the second down and, and eleven twelve play, uh, not the third down one. Uh, that was you know an execution error by Devonte Freeman in part. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't all Shanahan. I know we're piling on this week, uh, but he was a big part of it, and he, he seems to be wanting to run from it. But you can run, but you can't hide when you blow a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. You had a roll in it, on it, face up to it. I guess he's owning it on the one play and uh, not throwing Devontae under the bus on the other one. But, uh you know, they, they didn't win. It was the greatest collapse in Super Bowl history. So that's it. We got uh, got through my list here. We talked about, we gave you Ben Garland, uh, Brett Veach, Tyrone Matthew. Uh, got our questions for Blank. I'm going to get some better ones by that by 4 o'clock, hopefully. And then just wanted to direct you to AJC.com for uh, videos and stories here from the Super Bowl. Got Richard Sherman coming up. Talk to former Georgia Tech kicker Harrison Butker coming up. The story on uh, the tight ends, Greg Kittle and Travis Kelsey. We got the quarterbacks coming on Sunday. Uh, we got Gronkowski and Tony Gonzalez helping us with the tight end story. And then on the quarterback story, we got Michael Vick and Troy Aikman helping us with uh, the story. Went in an interview, both of those guys over there. Uh, Fox had a uh, media availability over there, and we went to uh, uh, that and talked to them to help us get uh, ready for the game. And then I uh, talked to Coach Shanahan about uh, Mike Person and Ben Garland and Brunskill, who all were Falcon offensive line rejects, but getting ready to play in the Super Bowl, coming off a season when the Falcons offensive line gave up 50 sacks and 135 quarterback hits. So that was a zone blocking line, and then of course Dirk Cutter comes in. And he's not really trying to zone block that much. He's trying to power block, play action, throw five, seven step drops. So the rebuilding of the line will continue. And then on Saturday we got the Hall of Fame. We got uh, Bryant Young up, and uh, Richard Seymour. He's got a big case. Uh, former Georgia Bulldog, Patriot, Oakland Raider. We'll see if he gets in the hall on Saturday. So with that, uh, you know, I, I did my girl dad photos out there on uh, social media. You know, uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant's just been tragic. Everybody's trying to deal with that. Uh, but 
shout out to our girl L Duncan from McEachern High who uh, you know started down here on the Two Live Stool Show and has blown up into a national uh, sportscaster at ESPN. So way to go, L, and you got everybody thinking here over the last couple of days. So with that, we're going to get out of here. 178th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast here from Miami, side of Super Bowl 54. We'll be talking to owner Arthur Blank today, so come back to AJC.com for that. Probably just going to drop it in on a Q&A form. Hopefully he'll give us an insight to what's going on with the team. I know the coaches have been out of the building. They're coming back after Super Bowl to get busy. And we'll be on top of that for you. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.